Hey there, Blessed Mama. We are here to help you, the working mom, manage your personal and professional life without losing your mind. This is a podcast for you. I'm Blair Critch, and I went from a teacher to a stay-at-home to a seven-figure online business owner. And listen, that didn't happen overnight. It happened after we actually hit rock bottom. Bankruptcy that shook us. Then to find out my husband had an addiction problem. I decided that day I would grow and learn how to build a flexible business of freedom. Now today, I'm passionate about teaching other women the exact same thing through systems and strategies full of faith, fun, and drive. What is up? I am Kelly Hoover, retired corporate pharmaceutical rep to network marketing millionaire and small business owner. After recovering from a brain tumor, I knew I wanted to go after my dreams and make life happen. You know, quit waiting around for the perfect time. So I learned social media and how to master my time, and then the magic really started happening. If you are looking to create connections and own your time management skills, then this is the place for you. Let's do it. Hey there, Blessed Mama. Are you sick and tired of being sick and tired? Are you hitting that snooze button way too often or reaching for multiple cups of coffee? Don't worry. We have you covered. Check out the system that Kelly and I both use to have all-day sustainable energy to help with our digestive health, sleep, as well as keeping your antioxidant health up. Listen, this is a premium lifestyle system. It's here to help you experience peak physical and mental levels. It is three simple steps every morning that's changed millions of lives, including Kelly and mine. So we want to make sure we help you as you are trying to build your business to six figures and beyond. As you're trying to help your family and others, we want to make sure that you're helping yourself. So reach out to us at blessedmamabosses at gmail.com with the subject line, free sample, and we'll get you set up with a free three-day sample. We want you to feel, look, and be your best. Hey there, Blessed Mama. Welcome to today's podcast. We are so excited to have you on today to hear from my friend, Ashley Schwartz with Inner Jade Holistic. If you follow my social media, you might have seen on Mondays, I post stories, pictures in my stories of me getting acupuncture. It's one of the self-care techniques that I have used throughout not only my cancer journey, but now as I'm in recovery, taking care of myself and really gaining back control of my health. And so I'm so excited that Ashley said yes to being here today and sharing with you guys a little bit about why self-care is important, why acupuncture specifically is a great thing to add to your routine, and kind of how it works. So you guys give a warm welcome to Ashley. Welcome. Hi, Blair. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. So excited to have you on. So I'm going to let Ashley share with you guys a little bit about her background and why she is a guru in this area. And as you're listening today, you might have some questions that we don't answer here. So if that's the case, feel free to take a screenshot of today's episode and then send it over to our Instagram at blessedmamabosses underscore, or you'll see in the show notes. And at the end, I'll also have Ashley give you guys her Instagram, but feel free to find her. She's also on Instagram with Inner Jade Holistic. And I'm so excited for you guys to get all of your questions answered today and to learn a little bit more about acupuncture. So Ashley, Share this kind of, first of all, like, how'd you even get into that space of acupuncture? Well, it really started off when I was 15. So this has been a long time coming. I was always interested in health and nutrition and working out. So at the age of 15, I was always really into this space. And as I graduated, started my college journey, nutrition just felt like a natural fit. 
And as I went through my different courses of nutrition, there was a little blurb, I'm telling you maybe two sentences about Chinese medicine and Chinese herbs and how they could be used in replacement or in addition to pharmaceuticals. And that just blew my mind. And I knew that this was the direction I needed to go. So while I was in school for Chinese medicine, I had to learn acupuncture, which wasn't my preference, but that was part of the job. That was part of Chinese medicine. Lo and behold, I love acupuncture just as much as herbs now. While I was going to school, I was also working in the OR, assisting in surgeries. I also worked in a medical lab processing cancer tissue. So after I graduated and became licensed in the state of Florida to be a acupuncture physician, being the multi-passionate person that I am, I couldn't stop there and I went to functional medicine. Now I'm really delving into mindset and the subconscious mind and limiting beliefs, which I'm just loving. I'll be a student forever and constantly learning about the human body and the mind and the spirit and the soul. It's just fascinating to me every day that our body is just extraordinary. I could not agree more. It is so unbelievable how our body is made and how every single part is connected, right? So I love that you brought up about limiting beliefs because that's something that we talk about a lot on the Bless My Bosses podcast, plus inside of our free group, because I really believe a lot of not only the medical things that happen to us as women, but the emotional buildup and the lack of success is actually a lot to do with our brain more than anything. And I've actually noticed this through my years of practice that your emotional mindset and just emotional traumas will actually manifest themselves into physical pain and physical like chronic conditions and diseases and autoimmune uh, conditions. And we just we're not viewing that so much in the Western medicine world. They don't they're not connecting those dots yet. And, And definitely in holistic and more alternative means we're seeing that connection over and over again. Yeah. Well, I love that you brought that up. I, that was actually something I heard on Dr. Josh Axe's podcast Mm -hmm. about like, if you got breast cancer, for example, on a certain side, it was actually linked to emotions Mm -hmm. and past emotional trauma. And that's been one of the things that as I've gone through this cancer journey and journaling and is releasing all of those like past emotional traumas that have happened and, and getting healthy. And I also feel like it was so cool because God brought you into my path during mm-hmm. that time and a couple other people that have really assisted in like that holistic whole body, you know, making sure I'm taking care of myself. Yeah. So I am so thankful. So for people who are listening, I would love to talk about two things. One, what are the benefits of acupuncture and why is it important to add into your routine? Mm-hmm. But second, self-care also with that, because I think when people think of self-care, they usually think of massages or going to right. get mini patties or taking a weekend with your girlfriends, which is actually, in my opinion, the exact opposite, because I come back Although I have a blast with my girlfriends, I come yeah. back exhausted. I mean, we drank, we had fun, we were partying. Right. That's it depends not really on what you're self-care. doing. Exactly. <laughs> so can you share with them a little bit about like why is acupuncture important, but also, you know, why is self-care and what really is self-care and then anything else that you want to add in with that, of course. Okay. Well, let's start with um, self-care is really going to be respecting your body. It's when your body says... I need a break. You give your body a break. You take that time to stretch, do yoga, journal, anything like that. You're really going to be reducing that stress hormone, giving your mind time to figure things out and process. And in the current world of just constant consuming information, social media and Netflix and just constant bombardment of outward stimulus, 
that when we give ourselves time to just rest and create that space, then our mind can then process through emotions, past traumas. Oh, okay, today I had this discussion with this person. And hmm, I wonder what, what did they really mean when they said this? And then your mind just starts kind of going and you're processing and you're able to let things go and let your mind move forward rather than letting that, I think of it kind of like a pressure cooker. And if you're not taking time for yourself, that pressure is just going to build, 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 build. And you don't want that pressure cooker to explode. So you do need to every day, once a week, a little bit every day, and then a little bit more, maybe on the weekends when you have a day off to really relieve that pressure that builds up. And that's going to reduce your cortisol. It's going to reduce stress hormones, let you be able to sleep better. And that's ultimately what health is. You need to be able to control these, these stress these stress triggers and be able to be conscious of what's going on in your life and sleeping throughout the night, controlling what you're, you're eating. You don't want to be eating a, a lot of junk food because that's going to affect your hormones and your blood sugar. And then your emotions are also tied to what you're doing. So then your emotions are all over the place. You're not going to be thinking as clearly. You're not going to be able to be as efficient as you want to be right. in a day-to-day life. That totally makes sense. Okay. So that was a little bit about like what self-care is, why it's important. And I can guarantee you that everybody in your life, whether it's the people you work with, your spouse, your family, your, you know, children, they will all benefit from you taking that time to release the pressure. Exactly. I love that you gave that image. Very easy for us to understand. And then the second part of that is like, why acupuncture them? Why is that a great thing to add into your self-care routine? Even if you don't have cancer, like I did or a major ailment. Right. Well, acupuncture is a form of alternative medicine. It's a key component in traditional Chinese medicine, which is for short TCM. This is the practice of inserting tiny needles in various points of your body. This has been going on for thousands of years in Asia. And in the last 50 years or so in the 1970s is really when it came over to uh, the U.S. So how does it work is it's a technique that's going to balance the flow of energy in your life force, which is called qi. And this passes through meridians in your body. And this is going to be affecting the vibrations and the electrical currency in your body, similar to like what makes your heart pump and what your nervous system runs off of. Mm. And through these specific points, an acupuncturist can rebalance your body and your body's natural system to heal itself. It does this naturally, but sometimes we get in its way. So you can also affect your body's chi through other means other than just acupuncture. You can do it on your own with qigong, meditation, breath work, acupressure, food, and herbs as well. So I know the the word chi tends to scare people a little bit and, oh, well, it's, you know, energy and it sounds a little woo-woo. Yeah. But it it actually is science-based and since acupuncture has come to the U.S., more research has been done or what the scientific reasoning behind why acupuncture works and not if it works, but how. So they've done a lot of studies with like MRIs and seeing like what the needle is actually doing to our bodies. And chi is described as the life force or as energy, but it sounds a little woo woo, but it's really not when you look at the mechanism behind how your heart beats and how your nervous system is going. And when you overlay the meridians, the where your flow, your chi flows over, say your nervous system, there the nerve bundles are so close to where these main acupuncture points are. So mm-hmm. it's actually stimulating your nervous system, and your nervous system controls your whole body. 
Like this is going to stimulate release of different hormones and affect your vagal nerve. And that affects so many other things in your body with digestion and stomach acids and stress and sleep, melatonin, all of those things are going to be affected directly by your nervous system. And with acupuncture, you can actually stimulate your nervous system to elicit a particular response. That is so, so cool. And it also helps, right, with like the organs, right? Repairing the organs around there too. Exactly. So when you look at the spinal cord, which is, to me, was the most fascinating thing, I think, when I was in school and I realized this, we have back shoe points. So this is going to be a meridian that goes down either side of your spinal column. And each point is associated to a different vertebrae. And each vertebrae, when you look at the nerves that come out of your spinal cord, they will actually go to different organ systems. And that's how your body controls the rest uh, of the organs and make sure that everything is doing what it needs to be doing. So your brain is stimulating these things in your subconscious mind. It's just automatic. It's not something that we think about. So using acupuncture, especially on these back sheet points, we can directly affect your stomach, your kidneys, your intestines, your adrenal glands directly mm-hmm. affect them because of the nerve that leaves your spinal cord and going directly to that organ. So you're either ramping it up or you're dulling it down if it's overactive or underactive. So you can actually specifically affect a a positive or a negative, like a relaxing effect. That's awesome. Okay. So that's so neat. It's also why, you know, stretching and yoga and Pilates are so important, right? Yes. Keep the spine fluid and movement. Yes. Love that. Okay. So now we know a little bit about like why it's important to do acupuncture, why it's important to take care of our body and do self-care in different ways that benefit us. And I love that you said self-care is just respecting your body. I actually took that down as a note for myself (laughs) because I think like that's a really valid point that we got to remind ourselves is this is how I respect myself is Mm -hmm. by giving myself this self-care time. So now how can people before I want you to definitely explain like how people can get the most out of their acupuncture treatments, Mm -hmm. like what they should do in between and things like that. But I know people are probably wondering right now, well, what if I don't know somebody in my area? Like, you know, I know I've had many of you reach out when you see my stories on Mondays and ask, where is there somebody in my area? So what would you say to somebody who asked you that question, who didn't live here? Now, if you're in South Florida, Ashley is in yes, South Florida. I am in South and Florida. And she is phenomenal. So she has not only done acupuncture on me, but on some of my friends and Noah, my 14-year-old. So, you know, she's amazing. But if they don't live here in Florida, where would you suggest that they find somebody? Well, ask your friends. First and foremost, friends, coworkers. Post it on Facebook. Hey, does do you know like anyone recommending an acupuncturist that's near you? Because personal referral, you know your friends, you know your coworkers, and ultimately you trust them. So yeah. that would be the first route I would say to use. If no one is around your area, no one's tried it, then I would say you can go ahead and go to the National Acupuncture Board website. It's NCCAOM. And you can type in, find a practitioner, find a physician near me, find an acupuncturist near me, something like that in the search bar at the top. And you could just type in your address or your zip code, and it'll tell you who is licensed in your area. Every state licensing regulation is a little bit different, but NCCAOM is a national governing body for us. So these will be the people that went through their board exams. They are current with their continuing education. They're keeping track of, you know, clean needle techniques and new advances and new regulations. And you definitely want to make sure you see someone that is licensed 
there are some MDs and chiropractors, PTs that will do acupuncture. I wouldn't go to them first. Right. <laughs> some of them would be really good, but there is a huge difference between an MD doing acupuncture is only 300 hours for them to learn acupuncture. So they're not going to learn those subtle nuances that an acupuncturist would learn after thousands of hours and years of this specific education. Right. Same thing with like dry needling, PTs doing dry needling. Yeah. It, it's acupuncture. They just right. put a, a, a new name on it. And they're, again, their regulation for acupuncture is not going to be the same as ours, right. the NCCAOM. And they've actually, unfortunately, had a lot more injuries attached to them than acupuncturists had in the last, you know, 50 years that we've been here in the U.S. Dry needling has been around for, I think, 10, maybe a little bit longer, but they've actually had more issues. Yeah. yeah. And injuries, I can see that. Unfortunately, because of the lack of education, they're not having as much schooling to get that licensing. Right. Yeah. It's like, you don't want to go to your physical therapist for a massage either. Right. It's like right. you want, so you want to make sure that you're going to somebody who's like specifically been trained in this. And then you guys stay to the end. Cause we're going to share with you guys a really cool breath technique at the end that you can do at home to help with your stress level. But what are some of the things that people can do in between their acupuncture treatment? That's going to be good for taking care of themselves. Blair, this is something that you're so good at. Thank um. you. Yay. <laughs> Listen, I had no choice. Well, I did have a choice, but I decided that I was going to do anything that my medical team told me to do. So anything you told me to do, I did. Yes. And that really makes my job easier because if you're taking care of yourself between treatments, you're eating what you're supposed to be doing, you know, you're just taking care of yourself. It just makes my treatment that much more powerful. You're, my job is easier. You're getting even more benefit. So it's a, it's a win-win. Right. Yep. I can understand that for sure. What are some of the things that you do to keep yourself healthy? Because uh, you guys yeah. all can't see Ashley right now. You'll see her in the picture for today's episode, but like, do you mind me asking how old you are? I'm 32. Okay. So like she looks like she's in her twenties. <laughs> Your skin is amazing. You always have great energy. Oh, so what, what do you do specifically to keep yourself healthy and strong and for your own self-care besides your acupuncture? Well, they all are going to fall under the same category. Like the things that I do for myself is also what is going to be beneficial for everyone else. I'm going to give very general, you know, guidelines here. Ultimately, you want to listen to your own intuition and what feels right for you. But eating well, hydrating your body is number one. Mm -hmm. Like how, how is your body going to be able to function? Every cell runs off of, you know, that hydration. And that's how your cells communicate is making sure that you're hydrated. If you're dehydrated, you're going to just set yourself up for a lot of issues. So number one is definitely making sure that you're drinking enough water and high quality, you know, good filtered water. If you can get a filter that will get rid of the chemicals and the pharmaceuticals that are in our water. Does it need to be alkaline? That has definitely been a big trend. Right. <laughs> I'm not going to say it needs to be alkaline because in the U.S. we tend to everything to the extreme. Right. So if it's alkaline, then it has to be 9.5 or it has to be 10. It has to be super alkaline. If not, it's not going to be beneficial. That's not the case. You don't want to have super alkaline water all the time. If it's 7.5 to 8, that would be kind of where you would want it. You're not going to want it to be super alkaline because that is going to be more drying. Like in Chinese medicine, we would we view things a little bit differently and how our body is going to use that water through our cells, intercellular and extracellular, is going to be different depending on how alkaline or, ba uh, 
or acidic your water is. So I'm not against alkaline water, but that's not my number one priority when I'm looking at quality of water. It's more what contaminants, heavy metals, chemicals, mm -hmm. and pharmaceuticals. I have a Berkey water filter, which I love, and I got like the added fluoride filter on it. So then the fluoride gets taken out of the water as well. So that's just what I, I like. And I've done, you know, all the research that I've done points to this is, you know, one right. of the best ones on the market. I'm sure that there are others that are really great too, but that's what I have at home. Okay. Um, that was super helpful. And then food is really one of really lean on plants. I'm not saying everyone needs to be vegan. That is not the case, but everyone can benefit from reducing the amount of meat that you have and increasing the amount of vegetables that you have. Yeah. I always say try to add veggies to every meal now. Oh, absolutely. It's like, it's really interesting when you try to do that because then you definitely mm -hmm. need to get a lot more into your system. And then you realize how deficient you have been in vegetables when you put that standard so on yourself. True. Yeah. And standards is something that if you haven't grown up with standards of having vegetables, having water throughout the day, you don't realize what you're not doing. And then once you set that standard for yourself of, okay, well, I'm going to make sure I drink this much, many ounces, this many glasses per day. I'm going to have this many servings of vegetables. Wow. That, that ends up being a lot. You realize how much you haven't been eating these vegetables. So, so true. Okay. Awesome. And then what about movement? What about like healthy movement, medication, things like that? Well, this is going to be different for everyone. Everyone does need to move. Now, what is right for your body is going to vary from person to person. Right. I myself went through a journey of a lot of different exercises. I've always been super active. I've danced my whole life. I did martial arts for a time. I did heavy weightlifting for a time. And I've kind of migrated away from that. As I've gotten older, I've become more wiser. Right. <laughs> you would hope, right? <laughs> and whatever you feel drawn to is really what you should be doing. Walking is going to be good for everyone. Mm -hmm. Yoga, there are tons of different types. So you can find one that is going to be good for your body. There's more active yoga and there's more like yin yoga that's more passive and more stretching based mm -hmm. rather than the, you know, headstands and these right. crazy like arm handstands. So there is different difficulties for, you know, in different styles, like I said, right. but you need to move every single day. Stretching and walking are things that I do every single day. I have a, a puppy at home, so that helps. I, yeah, that <laughs> does help. So I walk 30 minutes every morning, 30 minutes every night, and that's you know my walking. And then I do my own kind of. I lead myself through a little bit of yoga. I did a lot of finding free YouTube channels yes, online. So many good ones. There's so many good ones yeah. you you can find. So. You, even, you know, in today's age of, of COVID and you're not seeing maybe as many yoga studios open, if you're able to just do 10 minutes, right. I've seen tons of 10 minute ones yes. that you can do 10 minutes every day. Mm -hmm. You can do that for yourself. I love that. Okay. Awesome. And then let's, I, you gave us so much awesome information today. I know that those of you listening are going to take action. I, you know, I always love to tell you guys something to do when you hear something like this, where you're getting a lot of information is to just go home and take a week to evaluate, you know, mm -hmm. write down what you're eating, write down how much water you're drinking, write down what you're doing for physical activity. What are you doing for self-care? Uh, what are you doing to reduce that stress in your life? And, you know, really evaluate what's going on in your own life. And then I know Ashley is going to bring us this really cool breathing technique, right? That we yes. can all use. Absolutely. So I'm going to let you end us with that. Walk yes. us through it. Absolutely. I'm excited. A big part of just 
self-care and taking care of yourself is going to be this meditation, is going to be breath work, it's going to be journaling. I kind of put them all in the same category and you can ebb and flow between them. Meditation is something that seems daunting to most of us Mm -hmm. that don't do it because, well, I can't clear my mind. I can't just turn it off, but you're not supposed to. So take a breath. You don't need to shut off your mind when you do meditation. It's really about just creating that space to let your mind process things and let things go. The more you do this, the more your mind will quiet down. When I first started meditating, it felt like I was on Highway 95 because my brain was constantly going, 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 and it was so noisy in my head. Right. But the more you give your time, your mind time to just relax without reading a book, without listening to you know music or watching TV and just letting your mind just be, that noise will quiet down and you're going to be able to stir up a lot more creativity and productivity. Yes. Meditation is not to get better at meditating. It's to get better at life. Oh, I love that. (laughs) Writing that note down. Okay. Okay. So will you lead us through that breath work? Yes. So this breath work is something that I use, particularly if I get annoyed with someone, uh, if my husband says something that makes me upset and I'm like, okay, let me (laughs) let me do a little breath work. And it's four counts of four. So you're going to inhale for four, for four counts. Hold it for four counts, exhale for four counts, and then hold that for four counts. Oh, okay. Okay. So I won't breathe. You'll breathe, and I'll just, I'll prompt you, and we're going to do four breaths. Okay. And then this is easy enough for you to do in your your own mind to count through it, and the counting is actually, like, uh, more meditative as well, because you're thinking about the numbers, and you're increasing that oxygen. You must have done this with me once and I just kept it in the back of my head because I do this in the car, but you know what I do? I've been doing it wrong. I've been doing four, like four seconds of the inhale, then I hold it for two seconds and then four seconds out. Yeah. There's lots of different variations. So you can adjust it if you need to. The more that you do breath work and the more consistent you are with it, the deeper you're going to be able to inhale, the more consistent If you're not used to that, you're going to inhale really quick and you're not going to know how to elongate that for four seconds or six seconds. You can stretch it longer or make it shorter depending on on where you're at, where you're starting. Okay, let's do it. Okay, so we're going to inhale. Two, three, four. Hold. Two, three, four. Out. Two, three, four. Hold. Two, three, four, again, in, two, three, four, hold, two, three, four, out, two, three, four, hold, two, three, four, in, two, three, four, hold, two, three, four, out, two, three, four, hold. Two, three, four, last one. In, two, three, four, hold. Two, three, four, out. Two, three, four, hold. Two, three, four. That's interesting. I can't, it, the inhale for four is mm-hmm. harder for me. Yes. Um, and that's just the more you do it, the easier it'll become. Um, because we're constantly going, 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 that we're not actually slowing down to take a full deep breath. Yes. And I know I went through this as well as 
my inhales, I was breathing through my chest. Yeah. And that's actually not where you want to breathe in. It, you're breathing in through your belly. Right. And if you, when you inhale and your belly extends, that's what actually brings down your diaphragm, giving your lung space to expand and fill up. Very different feeling. Yeah. I see what you're talking about now. Yeah. Well, that was awesome. Thanks so much, Ashley, for being on here. You guys check out the show notes. If you want to get Ashley's information and reach out to her or at least follow her, you always give such amazing tips on your Instagram for health and wellness in general, not just acupuncture, you guys, to make sure you follow her and do us a favor, screenshot today's episode, put it up on social media, tag inner Jade Holistic, tag blessed mama bosses underscore, and then let other people know about this episode that you think it would help them rate and review it as well. And we appreciate you guys joining us today. Have a great day and make it a great day for others. Bye guys. We hope you enjoyed this episode and want to hang out with us more. Join us inside our Facebook community. You can find us at www.blessedmamabossesgroup.com. We'll see you inside.